Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I've got Seth Danielson with me from the UAF College of Fisheries and Ocean Services. And you're going to see the spring, it sounds like. That, that's right. So we've been at, to see the last uh, two springs, and we'll be out there uh, next summer to get a number of instruments back that we left in the ocean. Oh, intentionally, I assume. That, that's right. So uh, <laughs> there's, it, it's tough to uh, it's tough to be out there year round on the ship. It's just too expensive. So we have all sorts of autonomous instruments that are recording data year round really? and uh, keeping our eyes on the ocean and collecting data for us. Do you have any robots out there? We, we, these are essentially robots, and they're <sighs> collecting uh, data as we as we speak, and nice. uh, we'll go back and get them. So if we don't go back and get them, we don't get our data back. Right. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah, it's not like feeding to a satellite or anything like no, that. No, that's that's right. When you have sea ice covering your area, you have a hard time uh, yeah, having surface that. transmitters. That's right, right, right. Okay, tell me just real briefly, because I'm really into robots. Tell me what kind of robots you got, and then we'll talk about the research. But sure. What are the, ro- the robots? How do they work? What are they doing? So we've got some instruments that will uh, suck in water water on a pre-programmed schedule okay. and uh, put it into a little IV bag that's been uh, got some preservative in it. And Wait, so and where are they? Are they way down at the bottom? Where What level of these water? These are there? maybe uh, close to the bottom, say 30 feet above the bottom, which is close to the bottom for us in, uh-huh. in 150 feet of water. Right. And we've got one of those right near the entrance to the Arctic, just south of Bering Strait. And we've got one on the northeast Chukchi Sea shelf near a place called Hannah Shoal. That's okay. where a lot of walrus go. Are you pretty excited to see what they've been sucking up? Oh, it's it's so much fun to get these data sets back. You know, it's a little nerve-wracking. You you wander all winter long. You've got a year. You put them in the water, and you hope that the corrosion doesn't take over. You hope that a right. fishing boat doesn't run into them. You know, there's a lot of things oh, that can wow. go wrong. Right. But when you do get them back, it is so great. Wow. So it really is got a little bit of Indiana Jones adventure out there. You, you go out, and you really don't know until you, you get to it and pull it up what kind of condition it's in. Absolutely. And you have to be just so careful because the salt water is a very corrosive environment under very high pressures that you're putting things. And these are sensitive electronic equipment that you're uh, yeah, throwing into the, the ocean for a year. Right. And so you're kind of, you're looking at a whole bunch of, of, of elements of the ecosystem there in the Bering and Chukchi. Am I saying that? Chukchi? Yep. The Chukchi Sea. Chukchi Sea. And um, what it, so from what I understand, you're looking at this because we don't know as much about it as we'd like to, about how this diminishing sea ice and whatnot is affecting the ecosystem there? In part, that's right. We're, we're trying to understand what this ecosystem is going to look like in a decade or two decades from now so we can plan for the future better. And in order to do that, there are some really big holes in our understanding. We haven't been out there during the springtime. You could say that the most biologically important event of the whole year is the spring bloom. When the sun comes back in the spring, the ice goes away, and the phytoplankton are able to use all the nutrients to grow. And that, of course, makes food for the the zooplankton, the bugs of the ocean, and the bugs feed the fish, and the fish feed the seals. So everything is linked together, and it all starts with the sun coming back. Okay. But so what kind of what kind of impact would this have on our planet? It's more than just, well, this is what's going to happen, like it or not. Like there's ways that we can 
react to this? How can we react to the information that you're getting? How can we make changes based so on that? So there are a lot of uh, important management issues that are uh, that are facing us that we're going to have to make some decisions about in coming years. And so the policymakers and the resource managers are going to have to figure out whether and how uh, resource extraction is going to take place. For uh -huh. instance, you know there was uh, a big push by uh, Shell Oil and other industry partners to try to do some drilling in the Chukchi Sea a few years ago. That's uh, been uh, closed down for now, but that isn't necessarily the case for the future. And of course, the changes in, in vessel traffic, um, uh, shipping has already been increasing, especially with uh, say natural gas from the uh, Russian Arctic going south through Bering Strait, but uh, the the global shippers are very interested in cutting numbers of days off the route to get goods from Asia to Europe, mm. and when they can transit through either the Northwest Passage, uh, the Northern Sea Route, which is along Siberia along the coast, or uh, in 10 or 20 years, we may see the opportunity for them to have ships that cut just straight right across the Arctic Ocean. So all of these um, uh, new impacts will have ramifications for the decision makers to understand how to safely route the vessels, uh, how we should be staging uh, uh, equipment for the uh, for the types of spills that can happen. You know, we had the Selendong IU disaster along near Dutch Harbor a number of years ago. As you increase vessel traffic, uh, you just have to expect that accidents will happen at times mm. and you need to be prepared. So um, uh, that's sort of on the global view. And then more on the more local view, um, the, the residents of the coastal villages uh, are concerned about their resources uh, for the subsistent hunts and what might happen, say, if uh, commercial fisheries start casting their eyes to the north. Right now, the Arctic is closed to commercial fisheries. Um, but this year, there was, a, there was an amazing occurrence in the Bering Sea when the, the, fishery, the Federal Fisheries Survey went out and they didn't find all the fish they thought should be in the Bering Sea, and they they asked for and got an emergency survey for the northern Bering Sea. They went farther north, and they found a lot of those fish up north. Oh. So this could have a big impact, of course, because, uh, of course, the, the residents of the, the region, if there's going to be uh, fishing, they would like to be right. uh, doing it. They'd, right. like, they'd like to be involved and not necessarily have, say, um, uh, factory boats from Seattle from the outside mm -hmm. in this place that has never been uh, fished on a large scale before. Wow. So there are some really important questions coming up and it's these types of top to bottom ecosystem studies that we're involved in that are really important for uh, uh, for answering those questions. Great. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're talking with Seth Danielson from the UAF College of Fisheries and Ocean Services about the research that he's working on on sea ice and the in the um, ecosystem out there in the Bering and Chukchi Sea. It is 849, 21 degrees above here in Fairbanks. Back in a moment. KFBX. 
curious about investing in cannabis? Learn more about how to invest in the booming cannabis industry. Go watch the High Times Investor webinar at HighTimesInvestor.com. That's HighTimesInvestor.com. High Times Holding Corp's offering will be made only by means of an offering circular, which has been filed with and qualified by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. These securities are highly speculative. Investing in shares of common stock of High Times Holding Corp involves significant risks. The investment is suitable only for persons who can afford to lose their entire investment. Furthermore, investors must understand that such investment could be illiquid for an indefinite period of time. No public market currently exists for the securities, and if a public market develops following the offering, it may not continue. To obtain a copy of the offering circular, which contains information about High Times Holding Corp., the offering, and other related topics, including the risks of the investment, please visit HighTimesInvestor.com. That's HighTimesInvestor.com. iHeartMedia and its affiliates are investors in High Times Holding Corp., but are not associated with this offering. iHeartMedia and its affiliates are not responsible for the information contained in this message, the information included at HighTimesInvestor.com, or the information filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, My glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text SUPER to 350-350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text SUPER to 350-350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's S-U-P-E-R to 350-350. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anchorage? Get away from it all in the heart of it all at Westmark Anchorage Hotel. Relax in comfort and style. Walking distance from shopping, dining, and world-class entertainment. Enjoy the fitness center, free Wi-Fi, the Solstice Bar and Grill, and meeting rooms, all conveniently located in downtown Anchorage. Visit our website to save 10% and check out our special offers. Westmark Anchorage Hotel. For reservations, call 800-544-0970 or visit westmarkhotels.com. Restrictions apply to 10% offer. See website for details. With Old Man Winter on the way, the last thing you need is undependable transportation. It's Affordable Used Cars to the rescue. Affordable Used Cars only sells the best quality used vehicles. Nobody beats an affordable deal. Nobody. Choose from the area's largest selection of cars, trucks, 4x4s, and more. So next time you get this, bring it to Affordable and trade it for a hassle-free winter. Affordable Used Cars, located at 25th and Cushman. Tom Roberts Realty says, Drivers, remember to be extra careful at all times during this holiday season. Let's make this holiday a safe and happy one for everyone. This message is from Tom Roberts Realty, right here in Fairbanks, specializing in all your commercial real estate needs. If you're buying, selling, or leasing, give Tom or Chad a call at 452-2435. That's 452-2435. Tom Roberts Realty, wishing everyone the best for a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday. 
I'm Nancy Grace, breaking crime news now. A miracle. Doctors deliver a newborn baby, Santa Muhammad's unborn baby child, alive even after her ex-husband attacks her with a crossbow. Now, in the U.S., a declassified report claims the CIA developed a truth serum to use on terrorists after 911, but the program has not gone forward. And in Sudan, a 17-year-old virgin girl put up for auction by her family on Facebook. The highest bidder offers 500 cows, luxury cars, and $10,000. For that story, go to CrimeOnline.com. This crime alert brought to you by TheraWorks Relief. Users swear they experience relief from muscle cramps and soreness with TheraWorks Relief. Fast-acting foam proven to prevent and relieve foot and leg pain and cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today in the pain relief file at your local pharmacy or at theraworksrelief.com. Ask your pharmacist for TheraWorks Relief. With this crime alert, I'm Nancy Grace. This is KFBX Fairbanks. It's 853, 21 degrees in Fairbanks. I'm Rob Prince, and I'm talking with Seth Danielson from the UAF College of Fisheries and Ocean Sciences. Not services. You don't provide, I don't know, services to the oceans, I guess. You just study them. They provide services to us is probably how this it would true. go. <laughs> but we were talking during the break about, because I was kind of curious if, so, you know, we, we talk about some of the concerns of increased shipping through the, the Bering Sea, and, and, I, and I, I'm trying to zero in on the nuance. Chukchi? The Chukchi Sea. Chukchi Sea. And so, of course, one of the concerns is that there will, there will you know, likely be an accident at some point, so you need to be kind of ready for that, and that, that I'm sure um, has to factor into where shipping uh, routes are, are, are planned. But uh, we were talking about even if there's not an accident, there is an effect that just having ships passing through can have on the ecosystem, even though they're just cruising across the top. That, that's right. So marine mammals are sensitive to noises. You know, oh, okay. their environment um, uh, is is sensed to a large degree through their hearing. Oh. And noise pollution is a real thing in, in the ocean. Uh, so we have instruments out there on these year-round moorings that are uh, recording sounds uh, year-round. And so we can um, get a handle on what species are there? So who is there and when? These are still just some fundamental research questions. Wow. But also the relation between the uh, the animals and their vocalizations and the passing vessel traffic. So as the Coast Guard starts thinking about how uh, vessel traffic routes should best be aligned, they can take into consideration where we know the the animals are, and of course the the uh, for instance the bowhead whales are a major subsistence food for the coastal communities, and they're very concerned about uh, about the impact of vessel traffic. On, Absolutely, on them. Yeah. yeah, really. So, what what kind of effects does this noise have on on whales and whatnot? How does it how does it sort of mess with their system? Well, the the big concern is that uh, you could you could really reroute an entire migration if you had the wrong vessels in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wow. So if the bowhead whales are on their annual migration up the coast and there are some uh, large vessels making a lot of noises right in their path, they could be diverted offshore and take a completely different track. (gasps) It's not known whether or not they would fall back and continue their pathway or if that would divert them to a different uh, different feeding ground that might not be as as suitable so oh it's it's an important uh, question to, to, to keep tabs on and these are migration routes that do we have any estimate on how how old these routes are 
Uh, I couldn't tell you that, not being a marine mammal scientist, right, okay. but um, but a number of whales are tagged now, so we see their their annual migration uh, patterns, and I think that's something that we're just starting to understand better. Okay, and you were telling me that 2017, 2018 has been uh, an unusual year. What in what way has has this been unlike anything? Yeah, in the past? well, really unprecedented. Right. Uh, I, I would use that word because the last you could take the last four years and look at the sea surface temperatures, and we have been in a marine heat wave for the last four to five years. Wow, that has uh, been so dramatic that we've had sea ice not coming south of Bering Strait until January or February. This February, there were massive waves crashing ashore on Little Diomede Island at the end of February. This is not something that anybody in living or uh, or verbal lore has ever uh, described before. Uh, the whalers on St. Lawrence Island got a bowhead whale in the month of January last year on the north side of the island. They had never caught a whale at this time of year before. So these are massive changes to the ecosystem and the people that are living there. Okay, wow. In in a short amount of time is the thing too. I mean, things are always changing, right? It's just, this is a very compressed timeline. Uh, It's a a compressed timeline. Things are speeding up. Um, The way from my physicist point of view, the, the heat engine of the Chukchi Sea has accelerated over the last 40 or 50 years. And we can show that the the ocean there is is uh, absorbing more heat in the springtime because the ice is thinner and mm. less extensive and it, and in order for it to cool down in the fall it has to lose more heat so there's more heat in more heat out and that impacts the ice and all the critters that are depending on the ice right how are you paying for all this Seth? so this is this is a big project it's a uh, it's a five year study. Uh, about $16 million with collaborators uh, wow. from the federal government. Uh, NOAA, University of Alaska are the two uh, largest contributors, but they're researchers from the University of Washington, the University of Oregon, Bigelow Laboratories in Maine. So uh, this is there are dozens of, of uh, faculty members and researchers and scientists involved and students. And now the students are starting to write their, uh, their theses and get these stories out there. So it's a very exciting time to see the, the, the free fruits of all this uh, work come out. Absolutely. Is it the Sekuliak you're going to be heading out on this spring? Uh, we've been on the Sekuliak the last two years. This coming year we'll be on a charter vessel, okay. uh, but it's, it's fantastic to work on that boat. Good. All right. Well, stay safe out there, and we look forward to hearing. Uh, come back and tell us what how if you got your instruments, if you got your robot yeah, back. Yeah, thanks. I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'd love to have you come back, <laughs> see what you've discovered, because this clearly has a big impact on Alaska, especially those uh, coastal communities and subsistence hunting and all that kind of uh, important things here to Alaska. So, Seth, thanks thanks so much for, for coming in. Seth Danielson from UAF College of Fisheries and Ocean Sciences. And, uh, yeah, keep us in the loop. Thanks a lot, Rob. You're welcome. It's 859, 21 degrees in Fairbanks. Have a best possible Thanksgiving, and I'll see you on Monday.